Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, Kaylee. Great Kiwi country artist right there, uh, former guest of the show, actually. It was great to talk to her when she was touring New Zealand with Ed Sheeran. Now, NBA has hotted up. It's gone up a notch. Uh, quite damaging for a lot of us Steph Curry fans, or renamed Steph Curry. Uh, they went down to Los Angeles, and Los Angeles have moved through. The Celtics have also Moved through. So the Celtics and the Lakers carry on. Now, Benyam Kadani, we got him on last week. I love the chat so much. And while not much has happened, a lot has happened. Benyam, welcome back. Good to be with you. And uh, plenty has happened. Uh, the two best words in sports, Game 7. We got that this morning. Yeah. And it was a bit of a trouncing by Boston, uh, the Celtics. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Yeah, pretty disappointing for a Game 7. I really thought this one was going to go down to the wire, but uh, you've got to tip your hat to Jason Tatum. He came to play, uh, and, and the Philadelphia 76ers just uh, just didn't. They were in the game at halftime, but that third quarter, 33-10, to 10, that's uh, pretty hard to recover from. And uh, for JT putting up 51 points, that's uh, a new record for Game 7. Right, we go Lakers-Nuggets. I think it's Wednesday, New Zealand time, uh, just after midday, uh, the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. It, it must be hard for these teams to just the wipe, wipe the slate clean. You can't celebrate too much. I guess having someone like LeBron James, who's, gosh, he's just done miles and miles on the NBA tour, um, just to bring them back down to earth because it's all ahead of them again. Yeah, absolutely. A very, very quick turnaround between the, uh, between the series, but... You know, both teams here have, have had a couple of days off uh, in, between, uh, in between series. Uh, we now head to Denver. And, and look, if you're, if you're the Denver Nuggets, you know, you're opening the series here at home. You're the number one seed. You've got the best offense uh, in the playoffs so far. But as you said, LeBron James continues to defy father time. You know, year 20 at age 38. Um, we saw just exactly what he's capable of in that closeout against the Warriors. When the stakes are at their highest, you know, LeBron still has that extra gear, which is hard to believe. So this one's going to be a very fun matchup. We're, we're back to the bubble. We're back to 2020 uh, for all four teams. But, uh, of course, the Nuggets and Lakers did meet uh, in the Western Conference Finals with the Lakers going on to win the title. Will it be different this year? I mean, the, the Nuggets are a better team than they were in 2020. Jokic continues to get better and better. Uh, and they have a lot more depth around them this time. But uh, I, I, I just... I'm just still looking at LeBron and this Lakers team and this fairy tale run that they're on, you know, coming from the playing tournament to now, they're, they're playing with house money. You talk about players can't do it on their, their own, and I think that was highlighted uh, with Steph Curry. Um, he scored over 30, no one else double figures. So aside from James and Jokic, who are the sort of the next two or three important players on the rosters from both teams to get to an NBA final? Well, for the Denver Nuggets, uh, it's Jamal Murray. Uh, and, and look, he's, he's had a tough you know, couple of years coming back from injury. And, and, and we've seen him you know, in this postseason you know, look a lot like the Jamal Murray we saw in the bubble. He's the kind of guy that can go off for 40 uh, if you need him to. 
Uh, and that unpredictability kind of does make him an X-factor, along with Michael Porter Jr. as well. Uh, this guy likes to get shots up, and, and he can score in a hurry as well. So playing alongside a guy like Nikola Jokic, who can go and get the job done and you know put up 30, 10, and 10 uh, in his sleep, but it's the other guys. It's Aaron Gordon. Can he play defense on LeBron James at, at a high level? That's a, that's a tough job. Uh, and also Contavious Caldwell-Pope, a former Laker as well, won the title with them uh, in 2020. He's now a Denver Nugget. So he knows exactly what to expect from this Lakers team. So that's really the core there for Denver. But when you look at the bench as well, guys like Bruce Brown, he can come in, uh, he can score, he can play defense as well. And, and it's really those guys you know, that can play on the defensive end for the Nuggets that I think probably have the biggest impact. And that's, uh, you know, that's Aaron Gordon and, uh, and KCP because Denver, not a notorious uh, defensive team. They're, they really rely on their, uh, on their offense, whereas the, you know, the complete opposite for the Lakers, their defense has got them to this point. And, you know, Anthony Davis versus Jokic is going to be a very, very fun matchup. But what we saw in the, in the, in the last, you know, couple of rounds from the Lakers, it's the, it's the bench guys, it's the role guys, the Jared Vanderbilts, the D'Angelo Russells, the Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you know, they have the depth uh, on this team that they didn't have prior to the trade deadline. So when it comes down to, you know, a series like this, it, it is all about the matchups. And it's, it's a tough one to pick, but this one's going to be fun. I see a home court advantage um, game one is the beautifully named Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado, <laughs> home of the Nuggets. Just for the listeners and me, talk us through if it goes seven, where do they play and what games play where? Uh, so it goes 2-2, uh, 1-1-1. So it'll be the first two in Denver, then we're back to LA. Uh, so game seven will be in Denver. So if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you want to try and wrap this up before you have to go to a, to a Game 7, as we saw them do uh, in Game 6 on their home floor against, uh, against the Warriors. Uh, but home court advantage is big, especially in Denver. They've got the high altitude up there. Uh, it's a tough place to go and play and an even tougher place uh, to go and win. And, and for the Nuggets, they've kind of been two different teams uh, at home and on the road, almost unbeatable at home, uh, but have had their struggles uh, on the road. So I do expect this one to be a little bit of a back-and-forth encounter, but if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you want to come in and uh, try and win at least one of these games in Denver uh, to try and steal home court advantage. So these first two games uh, will really tell us a lot about this series. Uh, Celtics in the heat. The Celtics will host uh, Jason Tatum. He's been fantastic for the Celtics. He's averaging 30 points, eight rebounds, uh, nearly five assists as well. He's a complete player. And then the Heat are going to chuck Butler out against him as well. But I want to go squads again, and I want to go roster depth and not even necessarily the starting fives because um, we've got the four best teams left. Who, who do you fancy in the Celtics Heat matchup? This one's going to be fun. The you know again another rematch of the uh, of the 2020 uh, bubble. You have to you have to go with the Celtics in this one. But geez, this Miami Heat team is, is is making it tough. And as you said, Jimmy Butler's been playing incredible. Um, but the depth isn't necessarily matching up the same way as the Celtics have. But you know the thing I do like about this Miami Heat team is every single night there's someone else that kind of steps in, maybe hits three or four threes, whether it's a Max Struess or you know a Duncan Robinson. Or, uh, and, and they have experienced guys as well, like Kyle Lowry, an NBA champion, uh, Bam Adebayo as well. So, you know, the, the, the slate's wiped clean, uh, you know, at the start of each series. So Miami's had a few extra days of rest. They've been, uh, they've been waiting, uh, you know, patiently for this Game 7 to find out who they're going to be playing. So, again, these first couple of games, is, is this an opportunity for the Miami Heat to, to maybe sneak one of these games, uh, you know, especially with the Celtics coming down off that emotional high 
uh, of a Game 7 victory, uh, especially the way they, they did it. Again, I think this one's going to be very, very close. Um, but I can also see the, the heat, you know, the way that they've been stealing games and, and Jimmy Butler's playing at an incredible level, probably the best player uh, in the playoffs outside of Nikola Jokic so far. So, again, a very tough one to pick. But on paper, uh, I do like the Boston Celtics. Uh, and as we mentioned, the depth is a big one for them. You know, guys like Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, the sixth man of the year, the best to do it off the bench uh, this season. So, again, this one's going to be a very, very tricky matchup. Uh, and as we saw a couple of years ago, the Heat got the job done uh, against the Celtics. But, uh, you know, as, as, as it goes, this is, uh, you know, two very different teams uh, that we're getting again this season. So it's, it's going to be fun, this Eastern Conference battle. I can see this one going the distance. I can see this one being a seven-game uh, slugfest. We're talking to Benjamin Kadani, the NBA Australia special. I was just thinking while I'm looking at these, the romanticism around a Lakers-Celtics NBA final. They're going to wheel out uh, Robert Parrish, Danny Ainge, Larry Bird, and the Lakers will wheel out Byron Scott and Kareem and James Worthy and Magic Johnson. It's a documentary maker's dream for their build-ups if they were to make the final. Absolutely, and a, and a TV ratings dream as well, getting those two uh, two big markets, two storied uh, rivals as well. Uh, and this one will break a tie for uh, the most NBA championships ever, both teams on uh, on 17. So there's a lot on the line if uh, if that's how it shakes out. And uh, I think, you know, for the for the wider fan base, that's probably the matchup people want to see over, uh, you know, maybe Denver uh, and Miami. Um, but, yeah, I, I probably actually think that's going to be how things work out. I, I, I like the Lakers against the Nuggets, and, and I think the Celtics will get through uh, you know, in a close one against the Heat. Yeah, the, the Celtics win about 80% of their home games, and they do have home court advantage. Benyam, keep your phone charged. You're our go-to man for the NBA playoffs. Always appreciate you taking time to talk to our listeners here in New Zealand. Thanks again. Always a pleasure, mate. There he is, Binyam Kadani out of NBA Australia. We'll come back and there was some good netball on uh, yesterday. We're going to play the highlights of that and a couple of chats we had with the players post-game. Actually, just had a text in um, after we played Sammy's uh, commentary. Hey, Staffy, are those guys at the stadium <laughs> when the Warriors play in Australia? Amazing passion. Or are they commentating away from the game where you would pick up on the atmosphere at the stadium? They do the Australian-based games in studio here and they're no less passionate. They do go to the stadium um, at the One Media Stadium. Is that Global One? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Mount Smart Stadium. I think it's Go Media Stadium. Yeah, not Ericsson, not Mount Smart. It's Go Media Stadium. But yeah, they go there when the Warriors play, but they're in studio here, much like I did the netball yesterday with um, Brooke Lever. Anyway, uh, thank you, Steve. I will pass that on. All right, uh, a little bit of netball after the break.